Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know what? I have to start with this. Ready? Go. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? <laughs> it's Friday then. I'm so excited because it's Friday and we're chatting with one of mine and Aliash's favorite new people that have entered our lives. Clara Alpine. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. My forever face. I can't. Uh, do you know what? My face is actually hurting. <laughs> you only were beaming, right? Or smiles. I'm like, just so <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? It's so funny because, like, even though we've we've seen each other a little bit, like since Strictly ended, this is probably going to be the most time we've had to really talk to each other, like yeah. what since <laughs> November of last year. Oh my gosh, yeah, it is November. That was now. the last time we saw you, didn't it? Like, time flies changes. when you're not having fun, does it? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. What? Yeah. What? Oh. What a time! What a time! But very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. We're so so excited. But I think we have to start out with the big pink elephant in the room. Strictly come dancing. I know what it's like to dance. I know what it's like to dance with Aliash. But I want to hear what it was like for you. Yeah, because I know the two of you really hit it off, didn't you? You got on so well. Do you know what? The first time we met, I remember the film crew looking at us like, oh God, these two are going to be so annoying. I always say like, me and Aliash is like, you know, like when you have your most favourite cousin that you see at the family function, you don't see them all year. When you see each other, you're just like, <laughs> I love that. You have said that before. I love it. But Aliash was the same. You were so excited, weren't you? I had every single day was a ball. And I, you know what was my, actually now thinking back, was my favorite things that we started every day. Let's have the best day ever. We always had a lovely chat. And you're absolutely right. Watching the VT guys, seeing us, how we worked. I don't think they fully sort of, <laughs> fully appreciated what they actually had in front of them. That TV gold. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, no, we had so much fun. I think dancing with Aliash was like, Listen, it was it was absolute joy, always joy, but it was tough, man. Boot camp, like you're mm. a strict teacher, you're a kind teacher, but you're strict. And oh my gosh, I remember so specifically the Viennese waltz week. I was like, I literally want to die. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I found it so tough because I think, you know what? The first one we had the cha-cha and it was like a current pop song and it was just, you know, everybody was just high off the energy of like the first show. And I think that adrenaline rush, you know, it maintains and it's like, okay, right, let's get to work. Like, not that we weren't working before, but Viennese walks was so out of my comfort zone and it just that whole, you know, lean your neck to the left. <laughs> To the left, to Be the, the left. flower, all of that. I like physically, I was like, I, I, oh wow. It really put, yeah, it put me to the test, man. Now listen, I know you're the biggest fan of Beyonce, yeah? and I know you are. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Venus Waltz, I would probably tell you about a million times a day, look to the left, to the left, to the left. So my question is now, can you still hear that song? To the left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear Beyonce's, it's irreplaceable, by the way, just to be specific. It's irreplaceable, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to go on about it. Broke a Guinness World Record recently for Radio One. Yeah, I saw that. Most Beyonce songs named in a minute. Thank you. But back to your question, yeah. No, um, can I hear irreplaceable, not think of you? No. Like, I will always, I will always hear, like, Parra, no. Just turn like the business Is it? That's it. It is. It is that. So technically, I'm irreplaceable now, which is lovely, <laughs> which is absolutely lovely. Well, you guys had. I know there was for me. There was two moments in the series for me that I kind of, as a as a someone watching the two of you dance together, there was two. The first one was the week of cha cha. You were like, oh my god, Jeanette. I felt like it was an out of body experience because I couldn't believe this was happening. And then the second one was the week that you guys absolutely smashed that Charleston, you know? And you were just so, you were beaming and you loved it. Would you say like for you guys, both of you, that that's kind of like two highlights of your time together? Absolutely. I mean, do you know what? And it's, it's funny actually, because I haven't watched the Charleston um, since. And I always get asked in interviews, like, do you watch it? And I think because I was in it, and because I guess we lived it, I haven't watched it back. But you know what, like literally about, oh, maybe four or five days ago, someone tagged me in something and it was a little clip of it. And honestly, I got a bit emotional. I was like, I didn't realise, like, it was such a joyous night. And you know what, I'm just, I'm so proud of that moment. Look, look obviously we didn't get the clear ball. But, <laughs> but, but like, just to be able to say that we did that, and just the fun that we had, like, oh my gosh, like that's one of my most favorite memories in my life, like ever, 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 ever. That's that's like the the most beautiful music to my ears I can ever hear. You know what was one of my favorite mo moments of uh, of us as well was the week when we were doing our tango to Lady Marmalade. And uh, oh, when I told you, when I told you in the rehearsals, you're gonna be flying in, and you were that excited. I'm not. I'm gonna keep this cool. <laughs> <laughs> you were that excited, and then the actual, the actual first time we were on the set on a, on a Friday, the hoop was sort of shaped in a heart. And when you sat in it for the first time, and when you tried it for the first time, that was to me like one of those moments that I'm never ever gonna forget. It was this beautiful girl sitting in in the in the heart, getting lower to the floor with the biggest smile I have ever seen on anyone for anything, and. <laughs> And that was to me, like, that was to me that, that sum, summed you up and your strictly journey. The to me, word, to yeah. me that, that moment summed it up perfectly because it was, 
I feel like you in the in the happiest on that floor. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. I I love that. I love that sec. I love that moment. I was delighted. I was yeah. Well, it, you know what it is. I got to just pretend to be like in the Lady Marmalade like lineup. I was just like proper dream come true. question on a different side of it is there i mean strictly come dancing is beautiful and it's amazing and it's a wonderful experience but i find that every celeb that i've ever danced with throughout the years always comes out of it and says to me gosh i've really learned something about myself that i didn't know was there what was it for you that you kind of took from strictly come dancing that you learned about yourself you know what that's a great question because it is a beautiful experience and it is joyous and there is so much positivity to come from it and i think you know what positive change can also come from from pain and awkward times you know and being pushed and i think for me is i i think i learned two things actually like i'm a genuinely confident person but i definitely learned more i've really got to believe in myself like unapologetically like i've got to just be like oi you deserve to be in this room flipping go for it because i think in all other aspects of my life i'm like that but i think there's a vulnerability that you know comes with doing a show like strictly like you are exposed <laughs> literally to the nation literally to millions yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like not doing the thing that you that you do professionally and it's and like you know I, i'm used to being the person with a mic in my hand be like hey welcome to the show and i'm there like <laughs> you know and, and and i think for me it was a lesson in a like betting on myself and really really learning to to believe in myself because you know what the public was so kind to us like i've never experienced anything like it but that's so interesting because i think a lot of people assume that being confident and being strong and being you know ever present in anything that you do means that you never have a vulnerability and i think the most beautiful thing about a person is to acknowledge this is vulnerable i'm really scared i'm really not sure how this is going to go but the confidence kicks in when you can kind of go i am scared i am petrified but i'm going to go for it anyways that's bravery that's confidence you were the queen babe but it's all credit to you really i think you threw yourself in it fully and for you to get to that point to to realize yes i am worth it i i should be here i need to be here it's the most beautiful thing that you could learn from from if anything to learn about from strictly would 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 be that for everyone because no one that comes in it it's essentially a ballroom or or latin dancer and it can be so intimidating mm. it can be so because it's so specific isn't it and you can you almost sometimes feel like you can never get it right oh yeah and <laughs> I mean, if you can get do you know what i mean and if you can get <laughs> girl, <laughs> no, you. but like i know how frustrating girl. i know how frustrating it gets and to get that out of it it's beautiful yeah. to get out of it to get that self belief out of it it's amazing and i'm and i'm happy about that i'm proud of that one yeah. i'm proud of that one get it on yash come yeah. on speaking of confidence you have had quite an epic epic career most recently you even had a barbie designed after you i mean can you i mean no one can see it on the podcast but we want to actually uh, guys weird. look at she it she looks incredible look at the clara barbie my little Clarby. That's why I call oh. her Clarby. Clarby and Clarby. 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 Oh, I yeah. love that. And they I did love the, the little outfit. trainers. I love the outfit. How did this come about? How did this... I just, I got a message. Um, Barbie want to do something with you. And I was like, what? And she was like, they want to make you into um, their, their role model doll next year. And I was like, are you joking? Because I remember I was in the dressing room when I found out. I think Ali Ashi were there when I found out. And I was just like... Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I, I honestly, it, I just... 
Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't quite believe it, to be honest. And then we just got into the process of making her. So then you have to send them pictures of you in your favorite outfits. And then you go for like hair textures, eye shape, like the clothes you wear, like everything. And they get it perfectly. Like they, Cause I got this um, necklace uh, made to honor my dad. So my dad passed away like five years ago and I have this necklace that has his name in it. I wear it all the time. It's like my most treasure piece of jewelry and, the, and they remade it for the Barbie, which is fab. And so every little detail they got and yeah, man, she's, yeah, she's here. <laughs> but you Amazing. are a role model. Amazing. You, you really are a role model. I mean, looking, Aliash and I sat down and looked at, at some of the things you've done throughout your career. I mean, you've got like, not just Kiss FM, but Sony Radio Awards, BBC Radio, like official, it's literally one thing after the other that you've accomplished in your career. I mean, going through the list, it's it's incredible that one person can do that, first of all. <laughs> so what would you think out of all the things, out of all the things through this storm of jobs, of opportunities, what was that pivotal moment? What was that one moment that you would go, that was the one that defined my future or, or, or it defined my past or it defines my present? What was that one moment you could point on and go, that was it? I have to say... Meeting Beyonce. No, I was joking. <laughs> no. Yes, um, <laughs> I just know. It's so tough because I think, look, you know what it is. You When you do a public facing job, yeah, it's like you're constantly, ideally, fingers crossed, always like stimulated because you're just, you're doing something you love and you almost get immediate return because there's an audience there, whether it's via TV or, or in a theatre, dance floor, whatever. And seeing how people react to things you do is is rewarding because then you like you know you know you did a good job but also as well as being being confident in yourself so you, you did a good job is is a thing and i think oh gosh it's tough but um i guess it would be the first time that my first radio boss let me do a show on kiss fm where i used to be because i used to be the girl that worked in the office like you know i was like the little sort of like intern marketing like run around like clara get this order this one of my first jobs uh, working at Kiss FM was going to um, a nightclub that we used to do an, uh, a night in, Ministry of Sound nightclub in South London. And we would put Kiss stickers up in the, um, in the room, in one of the dance rooms. And um, one of my jobs was to go to the nightclub the next day and to peel the stickers off the flipping glass. <laughs> that was just what you did, like, you know. And like mm. I'd stand outside the the top shop, R.I.P. outside Oxford Street for like hours a day, trying to get people to like record little jingles and stuff for the radio station, and people would like ignore you. You know how sometimes you see it and like God bless them, those charity fundraisers, and they're like out in the street, like excuse me, excuse me, like that was me, like with yeah. a mic. They're like, can you just stop and say this? And people would ignore you. It'd be raining, like whatever. So I think the moment that my boss said, you know what? Okay, you can you can go in the air. You can you can you can pre-record a little show. I'll get I'll give you a couple. Of, couple of hours that was to me a really pivotal moment because it meant okay look you see the potential like just take a chance on me because I was always in the office like oh why are you playing this song like can't you let me do this and he'd be like Clara like so yeah I think I think that moment for sure so on that that kind of moment when you are given an opportunity is in anyone's career quite quite a special moment but what I would like to say is woman to woman you are the you're the first female guest we've got on the show so i'm i'm so excited because i'm like yes bring in the girl power <laughs> hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As a woman, you know, I find that I think the times are changing for the better. I feel like women are slowly becoming a lot more supportive of each other. Women are starting to appreciate one another a little bit more. Still an uphill battle. There's still a lot of things to change as, as a woman, especially as a woman in entertainment. But, but to see how much you've flourished and all the amazing things you've accomplished yourself, as you said, just through sheer determination and hard work, starting as a marketing girl, taking stickers off of a wall to all of a sudden hosting some of the biggest events in the UK, really, and in the world. Have you felt as a woman that you've seen a shift in the way things go when it comes to your career and your job? Or, or do you think, you know, there's still a lot, a lot for us to all learn? Woo! That's a big and great question. And it is so layered and so complex because you know what? As women... Oh gosh, where do I even begin? I know, I know, I, know. I threw you in the deep end with that question. Yeah, no, because it's oh my god, it, it's it's so it's so layered. There is absolutely so much work to do. Like we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah, even in our parent generation, there was at one point you couldn't buy a house as a single woman if you weren't married, or or like you couldn't get a checkbook if your husband wasn't there to like co-sign that you could get one, which is just wild Mad, to right? me. You know, globally, we still have problems of even girls getting an education. There's some girls who are taken out of school before the age of like 14, if if they're lucky. You know, there is there is so if much they can to even do. go to start with in some places. Exactly, exactly. And I think you know, talking about entertainment specifically, do you know what changes are being made? And I think there has never been a better time to be a woman in the industry. But that's not to say it's, that's not to say it's perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like, for example, take Strictly. I love the fact that we've got Tess and Claudia hosting a primetime TV show together, which to some viewers and to some people who work in industry is still radical when it shouldn't be. Like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like I remember when I was first starting in radio, my first boss, and he won't mind if I call him out because I tell, I, <laughs> I, I say it all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, but dude, you said it. So sorry about it. But like, <laughs> I remember like when, when I got onto the schedule, 
at my old uh, radio station, I, I was like, look, I think I'd be really good in this particular slot here. And he was like, yeah, well, we can't have two female presenters back to back. I said, but why? And he why, was like, yeah. oh, the research shows like people don't like to hear, you know, um, another female presenter after another one. And I just thought that's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. you know, and it's tough. I mean, there is, there's so many things like there's, pay, there's a gender pay gap disparity. There are, yeah. you know, there sexual harassment in the workplace, you know, and then there's, there, oh gosh, I, I could, re I could really go on. on. I could yeah. really, I could really go on. You know, there's, there's issues of like with women of certain class getting jobs over, over another, the, the intersection of like, of, of race and womanhood. Like there is so much work that still needs to be done. I think with representation in front of and behind the camera. I won't say uh, cool because I, I, out of respect privacy, but I had a conversation with a woman once who said, you know, well, your job is easy because you just dress up and get pretty and get in front of the camera. I'm the one really pushing and fighting behind the camera. And I went, well, hang on a second. Like it, it works both ways, just as hard as it is for you behind the scenes. I feel like being in front of the camera, you're constantly judged or on the microphone if you're on the radio as yourself or anything like that. You're constantly being judged. You're constantly being harassed in one way or another. And um, even recently, I had a conversation with a woman who compared me, literally compared me to another woman in the limelight, to another woman in the public eye. I was like, well, so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is accomplishing that. What about yourself? And I was like, well, I don't care. You know, so women can sometimes, I think the biggest conversation is number one for women to really become more supportive of one another and stop creating this kind of social and, and uh, comparison and career comparison or even, you know, when we talk about women having babies or not having babies or women in the workforce versus women that are, are stay-at-home moms. And it's like, it's all one and the same. We're all women. We're all just achieving whatever it is we personally want to accomplish in our lives. And the moment that we kind of start coming together, the more and more we come together, I think the more and more powerful we will be. But I have to say, I do feel there is a shift. I have definitely felt like there has been a unity. Mm -hmm. There has been a conversation where finally women are going, look, I love you, girl, go kill it, go smash that job, you know, and vice versa. But um, what you've done, in my opinion, is just, just by being you, just by being the most incredible, hardworking, driven, talented, determined woman, just in your act of like doing what you gotta do, you're making a change. Really, you really are. Mate, I'm trying out here, cause yeah, it's um, it, it, yeah. <laughs> the streets are wild as me and my friends say. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so tricky. And going back to what you said about, you know, uh, the comparison thing, women not being supportive of each other or being more supportive of each other, we also need to investigate where does this come from, you know? Again, mm. we're in a patriarchal society and there's a, there's a, um, there's a turn of phrase um, called like a pick-me uh, woman, like a pick-me girl, who, who will sort of um, bash other women to appear, to essentially to serve like the patriarchy, to be like, well, I'm not like other girls. Like, I don't have female uh -huh. friends. Like, yeah, yeah, I only yeah, hang out I with guys <laughs> or like, you know, or like I'm, and it's just like, you know, but the thing, what you're doing is literally serving a system that actually doesn't want to see you flourish, <laughs> essentially, mm. when you, when you, when you talk like that. And I think, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, man. Like it's it's the oldest phrase, but it's so true. Like, and I think as I as I move through the industry, and I and I, I think you know, and as I develop as a woman, I'm sure you you'll understand this too. Like, you there's so much comfort in just knowing your lane and just rolling with it, mm. and not trying to subscribe to what any what 
people think you should be doing based on their projections. That's one yeah. thing I've definitely learned. I mean, I've always known it, but I've definitely I've more, I've felt it and put it into practice more. Particularly, like from Strictly, these past sort of six, seven months, I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm good just doing me. Like, yeah. it's worked so far, so let me just stay on it. Because, listen, if I was to to do everything that was expected of me or that I quote unquote should be doing due to the opportunities I've had with my career, I would be a terribly unhappy and the person you would see would just be completely different. I wouldn't do my hair yeah. like I do, like eat little things. Cause you know, these are the things that make us us, but like I wouldn't do my hair like I do. I wouldn't talk like I do, dress like I do. However, because I would be subscribing to this really sort of monolithic, uh, you know, view of how Mold. exactly, and I'm just, and I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Like, you know, and I think that that's the the beautiful thing about women is that we are multifaceted, and and we we truly are unique. All of us, we are. But I think it it, it takes a level of development and confidence, which is, and we're all on our different journeys to to truly understand that. Because I didn't fully believe it before. I'd be sometimes I'd be like, oh, but am I unique? Am I that special? Mm. I, and 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 you know, it, it takes work to get there. And then, then you're just like, mm. you know what? I'm, yeah, man, I'm, all, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. yeah. I just realized how lucky I am that I'm surrounded by, by, by the strongest women <laughs> slash people that, 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 I, that I can dream of. And, yeah. and you know, I, I'm married to one of the, to one of the strongest characters that I've ever met <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and, uh, and hearing you, you girls talk about it now, you know what? If there's ever going to be someone to look up to and it it should always be the people like your like yourselves the hard working people that believe in what they do that would do anything that would that are driven that would do anything to get as far as they can possibly get and I feel like if there is ever a need for for someone to look up to it should always be people like that and I feel like that the two of you are perfect perfect example of that um, and even as a man even it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you admire someone's someone's ability someone's talent someone's dedica dedication i'm i'm lucky that you're sitting next to me and i'm lucky that i got to meet you and dance with <laughs> and you and that's the right answer beautiful. There you are beautiful. Boom, I'm irreplaceable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, you touched on an interesting topic there, uh, Butchko. I, I think there's this term feminist, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I feel I'm quite a feminist, but I'm not like one of these feminists that doesn't shave my armpits or like only wears trousers. Feminists can be all kinds of people, including men. I find that even men can be feminists. And I see Aliash every time that I succeed in some shape or form in, in my career and in my choices of the projects that I want to accomplish that are for myself, not necessarily the Jeanette and Aliash projects together, but you know, the things that I do for me, he is the proudest, the most supportive man, the most kind of biggest cheerleader to say, that's my wife, look at her goal. And, and there's something to be said about that, about men also kind of stepping up and going, do you know what? Yes, my wife or my sister or my daughter or my friend, whatever it is, it's kind of the men also stepping in and going, women should deserve this appreciation. Absolutely. And I'm, do you know what? I'm shocked that this has, hasn't been the case always, if I'm, if I'm really honest. I, I was born in the 90s, so, so I'm, I'm kind of afresh a when it gets to these changes and in society through the past, because I wasn't, I wasn't born er, er, early enough, if you know what I mean. But to me now, like hearing you hearing you talk about it to me this is now almost obvious 
in in the in the best possible way and i can't believe it would ever be any any other way again there is still so much work to do i mean it's still fascinating that some men will still be afraid to say that they're feminists it doesn't make you weak feminism is 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 literally about equality and equity for for women and men it's simple as that it is as simple as that and respect and, and respect res- towards each other. You need to respect men, respect women, women respect men. It's 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 sort of like a it's almost like an unwritten sort of thing, isn't it? Mm. And if if there was respect always, I don't I don't think, I think probably respect would be the one thing yeah. that should be infused a little bit more in, into this, especially in in any industry really, especially ours. And you said it there, uh, Clara. You know, equality, just like equal pay, equal opportunity, equal equal protection, just just equality amongst men and women is so important. Being husband and wife, dancing together and working together and being in the public eye where we're constantly being judged and everybody's got an opinion on what we do or don't do as husband and wife. I have felt as a woman that it is tough because immediately because I'm his wife, a lot of women assume I have to behave a certain way as a wife and I have to do certain things as a wife. And Aliash, as my husband, has always let me just be Jeanette. He doesn't look at me and say, oh, you know, my wife should be cooking or my wife should be cleaning. He looks at me and he goes, wow, my wife just did this amazing advert or my wife just did this awesome conversation with another incredible woman. That is nice to see that a man is on our side as well. And I think more and more men, which is good, are hopefully going to keep kind of doing that transition into accepting that it's not just a wife, it's not just a sister, it's not just a mom, it's a woman. It's a fully respectable woman. And it's also that thing of like, I I want us to get to a point as well where men don't have to use women conditionally to sort of explain their choices. And what I mean by this is that, I mean, you know, recently we saw that, oh gosh, that really hor- horrendous, horrendous uh, case of this young woman, Sarah, who who, who went missing. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen a lot of tweets of people being like, well, you know, as a father and as a brother and as a son, it's like, no, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to have a connection with a, a woman to understand that she needs basic protection. You know, yeah. or, you know, we've seen, let's just say, for example, certain actors or whoever get in trouble for, and rightly so, for like, you know, improper behaviour towards like, you know, their female co-workers. And they'll be like, well, as a father of daughters and, and as, and as, it's like, no, 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 no. You don't need no, no, no. to have female children and to be married to women just to know to not do that shit like you know what i mean well to me that sounds patronizing patronizing. to me that sounds patronizing completely patronizing yeah and that's what i I want us to kind of push towards it's that thing of just like just understand it's fundamentally about equality and equity that's it and i feel like maybe in in a strange way now after all these lockdowns and and the world is gonna gonna be different for sure when all of this is over with Maybe this is now the time where, where people had so much time on, their, on themselves, thinking, reevaluing friends or families, loved ones. I feel like that this might be the best time that things like that sort of are changed and are, and are pushed in the right direction. When people have sort of the clearer minds that nothing re- is really polluted at the moment, apart from maybe, a f- you know, a few things that are happening. But I think people are going to have this clear clear path now hopefully when when the things do open again and i i hope that that respect to one another is going to be something that is going to be the one thing that it was the biggest change from 
before the lockdowns or whatever whatever the life was be before i hope that we respect one another more mm. if there's anything that comes out of this i really really hope so i think you know 2020 was i mean was what it was and i think i'm calling this the hangover year because i know yeah. Like, oh yeah 2021 <laughs> is about to be I don't know. <laughs> and don't get me wrong there is lots to look forward to you know we, we've had the, uh, the the new roadmap plan for like how stuff is going to reopen and and i'm choosing to stay you know optimistic about that but you know 2020 it was yeah it was a big year of reflection because we literally a had no choice to leave the house and so many things happened globally that we just couldn't ignore so yeah to i i agree with you i just i really hope that people have yeah have have truly taken the time to mm. to commit to yeah. wanna, wanting to live differently yeah I think 2021 is going to turn out to be a beautiful year in the end. Hopefully we have an amazing summer again. I mean, we had such a great summer last year. I don't know why it's going to be even better because this year we're going to spend our summer with Clara Because last year we technically couldn't yeah. because we didn't really fully, you know, we didn't know each other. Right? This so, year we've got Clara. So this summer is already going to be better. Listen, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot. Joe, you know I'm so gutted, yeah, because especially after Strictly, I was like, oh, I want to keep dancing. I'm going to go to the studio. And then I was like, oh, yeah, all the studios are shut. Oh, I can't go to any lessons. I mean, obviously, we dance with Jeanette and Ali Ash twice a week. We know this. Yeah. We know this. But of course, but I am looking forward to just getting into a studio and like just like doing all that for sure. What is um what is kind of I mean talking on on everything that you've been succeeding on what is next for you Clara are you gonna keep obviously doing the radio Have you, is there any big project that you can like tease for us that's coming up for you I'm back hosting two big red carpet events this year which I'm very very excited about um and they are events that I'd say are big in the music and creative calendars which I'm very looking very much looking forward to. I'm attempting to write a book, but I'm just taking it slowly. I'm taking it very, very slowly because it's a very personal like thing, isn't it? Trying to write anything, I think. Even sometimes, even with your Instagram captions. Aliash is this like, Butchka, can you check my, my caption, please? I have this spelling problem. No, with I remember. I, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I will ask you as well, could you please check? <laughs> and it's literally just one sentence going, yeah. Oh, writing a book, that's so exciting. Um, but yeah, um, I've got, I've got a couple of those bits coming up and I'm going to be making some documentaries oh nice for me I'm just at this point I'm just like you know what and I'm sure you can agree it's just like why not that's my mood at the moment why can't I do shiny floor tv why can't I do a serious documentary why can't I write a book who's telling me no besides me okay don't get me wrong we have societal issues (laughs) and like but generally speaking I'm the only person who can stand in my way so I'm just like why not, man? Yeah, and J-Lo said this one. I love J-Lo. You know how Beyonce is like, mine is Gloria Estefan and J-Lo. Those are my two. Like, and you got to meet oh. them both. Yes, I did. I know. I was a bit like you, fat and girling, like left, right and center. <laughs> but J-Lo, she, um, she's, I know she's not necessarily always everyone's favorite, but one of the things that I admire the most about her, and she talks about it herself, is that she wears many hats. She's a producer, she's an actress, she's a singer, she's a judge, she's a director, she's a dancer. She literally doesn't block herself or stop herself from achieving anything. And kind of, I think society is is so quick to kind of go, oh, well, you are 
a radio DJ, so that's all you do. Not true. Of course, you can do the documentaries, you can write a book, you can dance, you can do everything. And I, that's quite powerful, especially as a woman, to be able to say, I have all these, I'm multifaceted. I can do so many different things. Absolutely. And I just, I, I, and it's so, it's so freeing to kind of get to that place because, it, yeah, like you say, there is this thing about being in a box. And also, you know, society loves an obedient woman. There's this thing about just wanting you to be obedient. You know, you just, you just be pretty or you just, you just, you just do what you're told or you just dress that way because it works for me. And it's just like, well, fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't work for me or you, Clara. I on that note, what would be, on that note, what would be <laughs> the advice you would give to a little self, to a young Clara Amfo on that note? What would be... Don't be opinion. <laughs> 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 Oh my God, I would say to her, baby girl, don't worry about what any of these fucks think. You know, like you're wonderful. You are valid. You are worth it. You know, like you may think that you're like not anything special, but you're special. So just, just stay you. That's what I'd say to me. And one day you're going to have a Barbie created after you. Hey! There she is. There she is. I love that. We're going to call her Clarby from now on. That's me. Well, Clara, I thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm crossing my fingers to the day we can actually sit down at a pub or a bar, no? <laughs> and uh, we are still going to do that, uh, you know, you know that salsa. You know that Ooh. dance. You know that You know that one that got away for whatever reason. Oh, can we, tell, what it was. we can tell people what it was. So we had this, I'm going to... Please! I'll, I'll, I'll tell everyone, I'll tell everyone. So we had this... On Strictly, obviously, we have to plan some, you know, weeks in, in advance so we, we're not caught by surprise next week you're doing this or, you know, tomorrow you're teaching that or learning that. So we kind of have to uh, plan things in advance. So obviously, we kind of know what the dance would follow after the, the next week if you get through. So we had this um, dance planned, which was um, which is a beautiful dance, that. It was a beautiful dance. And uh, we didn't get to do it. And um, it was uh, Deja Vu. The song tune. was Deja Vu, which tune. was Beyonce. finally Clara Ampho dancing to Beyonce. Oh my gosh. And listen, we didn't, we didn't get there and I'm gutted about that. I'm gonna, always going to be gutted about that. You can that. do it now, guys. Listen, Clara, baby. Now, right? no, listen, the other day I played it on the radio and I sent a picture um, of the system at Radio 1 to Ali Ashby like, uh-huh. like every time <laughs> I hear Deja Vu. So it's irreplaceable and Deja Vu. I'm always just going to, I'm going to shudder a little bit because listen, I know my gut. We would have smashed that dance, but it's okay. Yeah. Maybe in, in, in some other time, some other space. But yeah, that song, it, 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 it deserves a salsa. It does. Well, one day we're going to do it. One do day, it. one yeah. day soon. I can't wait to watch it. And I know everybody else can't. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. It's always lovely to see you. Always, forever, always. forever, ever, 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 ever. Like, what a joy. We could speak for hours, I know. We could. No, we literally, we really do. We have. We have. I love you both so much. It is such a joy to know you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yay. We love you. Love you, Keep Clara. podcasting. Keep podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.